All right, welcome to Teaching Others Also. This is going to be for Monday. This is Monday, December 6th, and for a week at least. We're going to do something each day. I'm going to make these things on the day, on the morning of it, just like if we were on the radio every day and you were doing it sort of live. And uh, just, I don't know, I was impressed to do it that way. I hope it's a blessing to you. Maybe it'll add some kind of spontaneity or some kind of uh, freshness to it. And would you go to Matthew chapter 1, Matthew chapter 1, and Lord willing, this week we're going to look at the idea of, of the Holy Ghost, of the Holy Ghost. Now, <clears throat> your King James Bible, and unashamedly we talk about it being the Word of God in the English language, and uh, your, your King James Bible is, one, is the one and only that maintains this phrase, consistently for example if you went to the other ones when you get to Matthew uh, chapter 1 and and these other verses we're going to look at the vast majority of them change it and they change everything to the Holy Spirit now the reason I think this is significant is that the Lord purposely made things different he purposely made the phrases different and the verses different and the point for a child of God, the point for a Bible-believing Christian is not to spend all your time dividing up and dissecting every reference. That's not why I'm bringing this up. Uh, keep the big picture. Keep the forest and not the trees. Please, keep the forest and not the trees. And I say that because if you keep the forest and not the trees, then you can get the big picture and understand that it's not a matter of trying to go back and divide every one of them. And, and by the way, uh, if, if you happen to have, many of us were required, and I'm glad now, required to take the, the uh, New Testament Greek you know, language courses for three years and Hebrew for a year and that kind of stuff. You cannot go back to any particular Greek text and by scholarism figure out what God's trying to tell you. Okay. And the reason I want to say that is we're going to read a little passage. It's amazing. It just works out. I didn't plan this. I couldn't plan it. Perhaps the Lord did that we're in the month of December. We're the first week into it. We know this is the time when traditionally we speak of it as Christmas, you know, and we speak of the Advent. And, and as a child of God, it's a blessing for you and I to be able to focus on the Advent. Well, we do it year round. I get that. You can't think of the gospel without thinking of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, but we also, because of that, know that all that is possible because of his coming into this world. So when we think of this idea of the Holy Ghost, there's numerous references. We won't cover them all this week. There are numerous references that have this phrase in it, of the Holy Ghost. Now our intention is not to ultra-divide it, not to critique it, not to come up with something different, but I hope we can give you a big picture. There is a sense in which we need to, uh, to absorb, to receive the fact that there's the work of the Holy Spirit, and that same person of the Godhead is called the Holy Ghost, and God purposely uses different words in that English language because I think primarily because of what it, He has that person of the Godhead do. And it helps us to understand what's going on. 
Now, I will say this to you also. Today we're going to look at primarily a couple of verses about the Lord Jesus Christ, about God the Son coming into this world. We're going to pick it up in chapter 1, verse 18 of Matthew. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph, underline it, mark it, I use highlighters, highlight it, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. All your other ones across the board, change it to Holy Spirit, okay? Now, let me say this to you. Don't divide stuff up. Don't get myopic and make the tree more important than the forest, but make a note that in these passages, he speaks of the Holy Ghost. And there are places in your epistles where he talks about, for example, in Titus 3, 5, renewing of the Holy Ghost. Uh, it's important to understand. It talks about in Second Corinthians 13, which we'll talk about this week, I'm sure. Uh, he talks about communion of the Holy Ghost and power of the Holy Ghost. So in the context, it's significant. Let's read on. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. Joseph wasn't going to ruin her reputation. He wasn't trying to make it all. He just wanted to do the right thing in both directions. And in verse 20, But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary, thy wife. So this thing of espoused is not just like the world's thing of engaged. I mean, it's as binding as marriage in the sense that for him not to go forward and to consummate and all that, for him not to, he was going to have to put her away. That's what that thing of espoused is. That's why we are espoused as a chaste virgin, Paul writes, to Christ, we the church, believers in this age. And so he said, Fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her, in her is market of the Holy Ghost. Now, it is so amazing for us to understand that what God is doing in the person of His Son through the work of the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Ghost, He is sending Him into this world. Look at John chapter 1 with me. So for today, we want to understand that God, through the work of the Holy Ghost, and it says He overshadowed her in Luke, he came into this world. Jesus Christ was not a human that was born and then anointed, like many, many people are teaching. And many of the so-called charismatic and metaphysical world and that, that major on you as a believer being anointed, they're, they're totally invested in portraying the Lord Jesus Christ being born as a human, and then being anointed as Messiah. Okay? That's not what happened. God came from outside this world. You said, well, he had a human body. He did. Mary provided the body, but nothing else. And there's all kind of ways. We've mentioned this before in the Old Testament. If you're related on your mother's side, you were, it were called bone, uh, flesh and bone related, not flesh and blood related. In many things, they look at the Mother's side when it comes to animals and stuff, and they get a lot of the conformity. They predict it based upon 
the conformity and they base the heart and the uh, bloodline on the father's side. John chapter 1, John chapter 1, let's pick it up in verse 11. It says, He, speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, came into his own, and his own received his, him not. But as many as received him, to they gave him power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born. Now watch. Not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. See, he came into this world. Go to John 16. Now, none of what I'm going to say this week is new to you, most likely, if you're a born-again believer. Maybe you're a new convert. Maybe you've come to Christ. Maybe like me, as I was telling the other night uh, in the Bible study, maybe like me, you had no idea what the Bible said. You might have gotten through your education and gotten through school, and you're out there, and you still, you knew all kinds of things. You didn't know. I did not know the story of Noah and the ark. I didn't. I was grown person out of high school, had no idea. I had no idea whatsoever. Watch John 16. And I'm saying to you that this is not new, but these things are the kind of things we're supposed to rehearse in our lives and get the spiritual blessing of it. You're not supposed to have some new revelation all the time. Now look, I sat under one of the greatest uh, Bible teachers of the late 1900s and the early 2000s, I sat under him, and I understand all that. Doc was a great Bible teacher. But his greatest contribution was his preaching. And many a person that gets hung up on some of the stuff he taught and makes it the measure of, of King James doctrine is wrong. They're wrong. He learned from the old timers about ministering the word and preaching the word. And his biggest contribution was helping people believe one Bible. But he never wanted people dividing it up. You see, the Bible, believing the Bible is supposed to put us in touch with vital, viable truth every day and not through having to find some new thing. For example, watch John 16, 28. I came forth from the Father and am come into the world. Again, I leave the world and go to the Father. So we're talking about of the Holy Ghost. He was born, he was conceived of the Holy Ghost. John chapter 18. And I hope you'll get what I'm saying for this day, for our first day, for this Monday. John 18, verse 37. Mark it, please. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou king then? Jesus answered. Now watch. Ready? Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. 1 Timothy chapter 1. 1 Timothy 1. This week, like I said, we're going to do these each morning, and then uh, we'll load them up. I, I don't know why. Maybe it's just the Lord's way of making something fresh for you. I hope. And I hope at this time of the season even, it'll be a blessing to you. But I think that one of the things that I know is on my mind this week is this thing of, of the Holy Ghost. 
Okay? We are not, you're not going to change the verses that say of the Holy Spirit to of the Holy Ghost and vice versa. God chose them. So let's get the benefit of them. First Timothy, First Timothy chapter 1. We'll draw this together before we have to close for this day's broadcast. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 15. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. He came into the world. He wasn't from here. He had no connection. You say, well, he created it. He did from outside of it. John chapter 1, okay? He spoke it into existence. So soak this thing up today of this, that God will use this phrase for us, of the Holy Ghost, and he's going to give us some other stuff in your King James Bible, of the Holy Ghost, okay? And it's really important. Over there in 1 Corinthians 6, you know we're going to get to it if you've read your Bible. Your body is the temple, what? Of the Holy Ghost. That doesn't limit God, the third person of Trinity, to just Holy Ghost, and it doesn't limit Him just to a spirit or the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> so, what God did with Mary, okay? She was conceived she was with child. I'm going to give you the quote, Matthew 1.18, of the Holy Ghost. And he came into this world. Now, the idea of a ghost from our perspective sitting on earth. Okay? You remember some of you, you know, Casper the Friendly Ghost. And nowadays there's a resurgence where people are, you know, doing ghost studies and talking about ghosts and and making them seem like they're just regular people and all that kind of foolishness. But in your Bible, there's something special about the, this particular work of the third person of the Godhead. And we don't magnify Him. We're magnifying what He wants us to understand. The Lord Jesus Christ came into this world by the Holy Ghost overshadowing Mary and her conceiving and providing a body. And this week, we're going to look at that a little bit. Why does God say certain things? Your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. He's going to give you the comfort of the Holy Ghost, the power, the communion, the joy, the renewing, partakers of the Holy Ghost of God. We're not magnifying Him. We want to experience what He has for us so we can magnify Him, the Father and Son, through the power of the Holy Ghost. See you in the morning.